Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The volume. Get in on the Monday Night Football action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code RS to get in the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. This Monday night, we like the Cowboys plus two and a half at the Giants. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose with promo code RS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable free bet. It expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. We're back again on this wonderful Tuesday morning. Mitchell, what's up? Richard, last night was an interesting night. Um, I think we had some clarity about the parity in the NFL. I, I, I personally Ooh, I think we need to start a little bit with these two teams that just separated themselves, uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, your thoughts on both teams and the display that they showed last night? Well, it was, it was the Buffalo Bills having, what, 10 days off? And then coming back and doing exactly what they've been doing. I mean, come on, Diggs is being Diggs. Uh, Josh Allen's being Josh Allen. They're throwing the ball all around the yard. Their defense is opportunistic. You know, Von Miller is still ghosting people. And, I mean, their D-line is looking very ferocious. They're they're looking great on all three levels of defense. But the Philadelphia Eagles, hmm. Jalen Hurts may be the real deal. He might be that guy. And I'll tell you who really is that guy. Our guy. Big play slay. Big play. Big play. Got the C on his chest, but guess what it didn't change? <laughs> Straps. Strapped up. 
He's strapping everybody. You throw it up, he's bringing it down. I thought Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson were on a roll. They're about to do you have a wonderful season. They may still be about to have a wonderful season. But when you need somebody stopped, you need a big play, pick up your phone. You call Slay. We had big play on the podcast last week. And one thing that he said and he wanted to make clear was that he's going to be a little bit more vocal this year. You know, he said that he doesn't like to brag about himself. So let's brag for him. Where would you rank big play Slay in the hierarchy of cornerbacks in this league right now today? Well, right now, I mean, we're going we're going week to week because corners, the top corners that I had in my rankings had kind of a rough week last week. You know, I have J.C. Jackson at the top. He had a, kind of a rough week. Ward, the Cleveland Browns, had a little bit of a rough week. Ramsey had a pretty solid week this week, so he's coming back into the rankings. But big play Slay, right now, I right now Slay, Slay got to be two. Slay has to be two in my rankings right now. And maybe, actually one. He's going to be one this week. This week, big Slay coming off of two picks. He's got to be one. He's the guy right now. He's the one that people are going to have to deal with until it's shown otherwise. What he did to Justin Jefferson, and he said it. He circled this game on his calendar as soon as he got the schedule. What he did to one of the best receivers in the game creates no doubt that big play is certainly a top three corner in this league. And that's what I think is going to separate the Eagles when it comes down to it. Their offense looks pretty darn explosive, but they've got those outside cornerbacks in Bradbury and big play. It's going to make it very, very difficult to deal with down the stretch. It's going to be super difficult. And and when, when corners get over 30, they just automatically assume they're not going to be good anymore. Don't don't put Slay in that category. He a country boy. He built <laughs> different. Let's not forget, Rich, when you were 31, you went to the Super Bowl. You know, you helped, yes, uh, you helped the 49ers get to the Super Bowl, and you were coming off an Achilles injury. So make no mistake about it. He's still a young man, and he's got a lot of game left in him. Now, Rich, I know one of the other big topics that you had was, was what happened in Las Vegas with Kyler Murray at the end of that game. Uh, I, I want you to walk through what happened and what it's like being an athlete, uh, being in that setting when you're on the road and, you know, dealing with fans. Well, I mean, clearly, you know, there's a lot of chaos that went on in that game. But Kyler Murray dealt with a lot of adversity and the Raiders folded. That's kind of the story of that game. Kyler Murray played well down the stretch and made huge plays. I mean, that two-point conversion, they said he covered like – 80 yards on the play, but he did whatever it took to get that ball in the end zone and get those points for his team. But the real story is the collapse. I mean, Derek Carr has to play better down the stretch. The defense, they did all this stuff to revamp that defense. They have to play better down the stretch. Devontae Adams, was they're doubling him. They're, so you have to find Darren Waller. You have to find Hunter Renfro. And Derek Carr wasn't able to do that. And that's the stuff that has to change. If this is going to be Josh McDaniels is going to make this a different Raiders team than Raiders pass, then that's what the hump they're going to have to be get over. They're going to have to find a way to close this game out. Beyond that game, I know one of your other former teams kind of got off to a slow start, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you like about Tampa? Obviously, they were able to get the win, uh, a tough matchup against the Saints, a team they always have trouble with. But what do you think of what's going on in Tampa right now? We saw a lot of frustration on that field, a big fight at the end. Where do, where do you see Tampa moving forward? Well, they're, 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 they're getting free agents, and they just signed Cole Beasley because they had a record number of drops in that game, <laughs> a record. You know, they have veterans. They have some of the top receivers in the league if they're healthy. But Julio Jones was inactive that game. Mike Evans, 
got in, got kicked out of the game and is suspended for this next game against the Packers. And then Chris Godwin is still recovering from that hamstring injury. So you go from one of the most feared and and respected receiving cores to a bunch of unknowns. And those unknowns drop the rock. And you can't have that. And you can't have that with Tom Brady at quarterback. Or guess what? Things are going to change. And things are changing right now. They brought Cole Beasley in. They'll bring other people in if it continues after this week. And that's what you're going to expect. You're going to expect them not to have slow start this week. They're going to try to attack this Packers defense. But who are they going to attack them with? That's the question. And at the same time, it's a big win for them. You know, to beat the Saints is, is, is like, you know, it's, it's, it's facing your fears. It's facing adversity. It's facing the, the team that always gave them the biggest trouble and finding a way to win. And who knows? Mike Evans got suspended in that game, but that hit might have set the tone for, for changing the, the dynamic and the attitude because they haven't gone to New Orleans and won that game in a very long time. Tom Brady has made a point of emphasis on on his personal health. He's he's taking the extra day off on Wednesdays. You think this is the right move for Tampa Bay and for him? Uh, and how does that affect you know the team moving forward with your quarterback not being there on Wednesdays during practice? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's perfect. Twenty three years. You get to do what you want. If you want to take Wednesdays off, you take Wednesdays off. He's done it right. He's done it for a long time. I don't think it has a tremendous impact on the team. I think it has a tremendous impact on his longevity and his his performance in the later months of the year, the Decembers, the Januarys, the potential February, where you really need him to, to perform at a high level. I have to talk about it. This is my one plug, and every podcast is going to be the hometown Detroit Lions. Richard, they won, and they looked good doing it. This team developed an identity, and looking at what the Eagles did this past yesterday, this past Monday, the Eagles look like a top-five team in the league. Detroit gave them a lot of trouble. Is Detroit legitimate contenders for their division, or is this just same old lines? It doesn't look like the same old Lions. It does not look like the same old Lions. I mean, you're you're talking about Aiden Hutchinson having three sacks in the ball game. You're talking about them flying around, them showing effort. You're talking about another St. Brown out there. I think he just broke the record for, for consecutive games with eight receptions and a right. touchdown. I mean, it doesn't look like the same old Detroit Lions. And that division still looks wide open. Obviously, the Packers went out there and handled business against the Chicago Bears and showed them that they might be a little bit of pretenders. That first week might have been flukish. But, I mean, I think they're they're competitive. Anytime you got a team going out there, running and hitting the way they are, they're going to have a chance. Now, Rich, week two's over. We're turning our folks now to week three. And what are some of the big games that stick out to you? Uh, the big games... Obviously, that AFC East is different than what we thought it was going to be. And the difference being the Miami Dolphins, Tua. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness, if he plays like he did in that fourth quarter the rest of the year, that division is going to be up for grabs. But they are playing the number one team consensus, I think, in the National Football League in the Buffalo Bills. I can't wait to see how that game plays out. Another game I'm looking forward to see is the 49ers versus the Denver Broncos. That's going to be a big game for both teams. The Broncos need the game. They've been struggling early on. That'd be a big game to kind of renew faith in Nathaniel Hackett and and that team. And it's a huge game for the 49ers. Jimmy G is back at at the helm. How is he going to react? He's the starter. He's the guy. There's nobody, no more speculation. There's nothing else to speculate at this point. There, there will be the rest of the season, nothing else to speculate. Jimmy G's the quarterback. And so how will he perform in this next game against the Denver defense that can be really good? And uh, and at the last game, I think that's going to be interesting is the Bucks packers The Bucks packers game 
I mean, Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, two Hall of Famers, two of the best to ever play the position. Anytime you get to see those guys share the field, it's gonna be it's gonna be cameras, it's gonna be fireworks, it's gonna be a sight to see, and I want to be there. Well, Richard, it's this part of the show every Tuesday, I told you I'm gonna ask you the same set of questions. We're gonna start with your power rankings. The top five teams, according to Richard Sherman, in the NFL right now are uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins. Hmm. The San Francisco 49ers. People are going to want those Eagles in, but I need to keep seeing it. Jalen Hurts is the real deal, but I need to keep seeing it. I, I, I would like to see the Eagles in there. I like the love for the Dolphins. Um, I think it's a little biased on the Niners still, but God bless you with that. We'll see how this evolves next week. Richard, okay, now we're going to go offensive MVP. Who's your offensive MVP right now? I mean, he has done nothing to change it. Josh Allen is still the guy who who who, who should walk away with the trophy. My preseason pick was was Justin Herbert, and you know he's got a cracked rib right now. That'll kind of be tough on him. Well, that's why we do this every week. And then defensive MVP. Defensive MVP has not changed for me. Nicholas John Bosa is still my defensive MVP. Big play Slay has put his hat in the ring. You know, if he can play like that week in and week out, but. Right now, the pass rushers are, you know, sacks are, are more consistent and easier to come by than, than picks. If big play Slay can get two a week, come on now, the conversation is, is null and void. And then a couple players that need to step it up, the guys that disappointed you this week. Ah, the guys that disappointed this week. That's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, hmm. Well, I, I think the people that, that disappointed me, OC, uh, Shane Waldron with the Seattle Seahawks, he didn't take enough shots to, to DK Metcalf. You know, he didn't, he, he showed in the game that he can make big plays, that he would, he, if you just give him a shot at it, he'd make a play, and, and he didn't get more opportunities um, down the field. And that was disappointing. Kirk Cousins, my goodness, Kirk, you can't play like that. You cannot do that. That's disappointing. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, they paid him a lot of money. They expected him to come in and, and really right the ship, especially after Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz had a really solid season. He's doing really well out there in Washington. They're not winning games, but he's playing well. And he's doing the opposite. He threw three picks in the game and really didn't give his team a chance. Richard, the one other that I'll throw out there is the, the Chargers defense. I thought specifically that they had some plays, you know, dropped interceptions, missed plays that were Huge momentum-changing plays where the Chiefs took advantage on them immediately. And in order for the Chargers to be able to compete in that division and, and you know, upend the Chiefs and knock them off that pedestal, they're going to have to capitalize on those plays because, frankly, Rich, I, I thought they should have won that game four times over. So put that on my list of, of disappointing players. Chargers D's got to step, step it up, specifically in the secondary. Too many dropped interceptions and, and big-time momentum-changing plays that – that Mahomes and the Chiefs took advantage of. No question. No question. And they can't have that. They got to develop that killer instinct and put, put people's away, put teams away. And that's, that's going to define their season. Well, Richard, we got a great guest, KJ Wright, joining us this week. I know you know him well. We're going to let you sign it off as another Mitchie Richie production here, the Richard Sherman Podcast. Thank you guys for joining again. I appreciate you, Mitchell. We'll see you next week. Right now, we're getting KJ Wright. Can't go wrong. Back on the podcast. I can't wait to talk to him. See you next week, Mitch. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. We got one of my favorite guys, Kenneth. Wright Jr. KJ Wright. Yes, I don't know. I, I'm the only one that call you Ken, so I guess that ain't for everybody. The, the only one. You're the only one. <laughs> How you feeling, brother? What's up, man? Finally on the podcast. Yes, sir. Right, right, right. You know I had to get you on to talk all things yes. ball. Got to. Got to. So how's the transition going for you? You know, you re- recently retired. You know, are you are you doing what you want to do now? Do you have big plans in the future? Like, what's your end goal? So when I retired, man, I kid you not, Sherm, I just felt like the weight of everything just lifted right off my shoulders, man. I got out healthy. Got my 10 years, 10 years plus in. Got some money in my pocket. Ain't, ain't no complaints. And, um, bro, for me to go back to Seattle, sign a one-day contract, Thank everybody from my teammates to my parents, my wife. That that was that was much needed for me, bro. That was. Yeah, yeah. Doing my media thing now. My end goal, I can see myself working in the Seahawks organization in some shape or fashion. Not coaching. Pete, I'm not coaching. <laughs> Let's get that understood. 
But um, a cool you. front office, yeah, a cool front office opportunity. Uh, hopefully, it presents itself. So we'll see. So until then, you're gonna do the podcast. I see you got a podcast of your own. You're gonna do radio. Mm-hmm. You might do a little TV. Ken, you might not get back to the front office. Yeah, we'll see, man. I'm gonna do a little pre and post game with uh, do some Seahawks game this year. See how I do in front of the camera, but this radio thing is really fun, man. Just to see the people. They tweet me every Wednesday. KJ, I love your insight. You really take us into the locker room. You explain things so clear. So that's what the fans need, man. They really need somebody that's been there, that's done that, that can explain it so they can love the game that much more. Speaking of the Seahawks locker room, how you feeling about this season so far? Are you surprised? Were you expecting more? Are you expecting less? Yeah, I, I expected them to beat Denver. I truly expected it. I knew that they would have all the, you know, 70,000 fans there. Um, you know, everybody excited. Russ coming back into town. I had the Seahawks winning that game. And when they won that game, Sherm, I was like, oh, my God. I, they thought they won the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, that, that, hey they prepared <laughs> for it like that. <laughs> they prepared like they, they thought they won the Super Bowl. And I saw that, that loss coming to San Fran because you just got to – can't make the game bigger than what it is. And, and Coach Carroll preached, don't make this game bigger than what it is. Every game's a championship opportunity. But they were super, super happy, overexcited to get, you know, you get a win, that's good. But hey, let's see the reset button. We got the Niners coming into town. So got that L, got kicked, you know, got kicked in them and they needed that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it's one of them emotional games, you know, and you know how that goes sometimes. We used to have them with the Niners sometimes. Or you mm-hmm. had those road victories where you just gave it everything and then you end up in a dogfight with somebody you don't expect to be in a dogfight mm-hmm. with. But here's the thing. Coach Kira has been there. He's done that. You got you to gotta preach that message to the fellas. Say, fellas, this game isn't about Russ. This isn't, you know, the Super Bowl. This is a championship opportunity just like it always is. So you got to preach that message to the fellas and so they can refocus, get back, you know, get the game plan going. And have another victory that next Sunday. But I'm I'm very excited for Tariq and Mike Jackson. Oh, you yeah. know, both of them been playing really well. Tariq with the field goal block, Mike Jack with the recovery and return. Huge things. You know, they I'm sure Pete is really excited about those guys. You know, there's a lot of question marks at the corner spot, and they've really shown up. Obviously, there's concern about Pete saying, Hey, we're gonna try a few shots to DK from now on. When the one shot he got last <laughs> week, he went up and got it. Yeah. And then you just don't do it again. You just hand it to the running back and let him throw. Like it was, it was, it's kind of iffy. Yeah, um, that that play, man. I'm looking at the play. I'm cool with the play call, but you need a guy back there that can make a really good decision. DJ Dallas, Vincent not there. If they're double covered, throw the ball out of bounds. Right. Throw the ball out of bounds, and so you just see that it's a lot of learning curves that they got to make happen this year. If Geno's your guy, trust Geno to make the decisions. And so it's a lot of things they got to learn, a lot of things they got to get better at. And so I believe this Sunday it should be way better going against the Falcons. Who are you, like, most surprised by and most impressed by so far from the Seahawks? I talked to Shed before the game. I was like, all right, Shed, who's starting that corner? He's like, my boy, my boy uh, Tariq. And he said, Mike Jack. And he was like, I, I heard about Mike Jack in the preseason, but he said Mike Jack has done well in every practice, preseason, and he shows up on game day. And I saw that man these first two games. He's looking really good. He is, and he just like Malcolm used to be. He always <laughs> seemed to be where the ball is at. Like, <laughs> yeah. They had two forced fumbles on the goal line against the Broncos, and he recovered both of them. Both of them. Like, both of them. Then they block a field goal, and guess who? Mike Jack. Mike Jack. <laughs> and so, man, for him to – I'm not sure where he was last year, but for him to come in here, earn a spot, take a spot, don't look back, young man. Just keep no. this thing going, keep building, 
Coach Carroll, he go create this thing to where if you're the best player, you go be on the field. So I'm really looking forward to see them them two guys. You know, the foundation is set. I'm really looking, it is. really looking forward to them guys. And they got plays. some depth. You know, they're going to keep getting better. But let's talk about the rest of the league. Who else in the league has been a surprise to you so far? You know, it's only been two games, but it's been some chaos so far with this within this league. Man, my Raiders. Oh, my God. The Raiders. The Raiders. I picked, I picked the Raiders to win the division. I went on NFL <laughs> Network. I said, hey, the Raiders about to be number one in this division. And I just look at them. And it starts with my guy, Derek Carr. DC, you got the weapons, you got Devontae, you got Hunter, you got the run game. Just go out there and simply make it happen. And so for them guys to start off 0-2 to blow that lead last week to Arizona, you already in the tough division. If you up by 15 points in the fourth quarter, you gotta seal that deal. So rough, rough start for my boys. So we'll see. I mean, that's that's true. That's the toughest division in football right now. And you gotta deal with the Chargers, you gotta deal with the Chiefs. And I had the Chargers winning that division, but I was there when they played the Chiefs last week, and it, it, it the killer instinct, you know, they got to yeah. develop it because they had they had them boys, they were beating them, they they had them yardage wise. It looked like they were in control of the game, but it was only a three point game at halftime. Mm-hmm. So I knew champions just don't bow out like that. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't just get to the to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championships every year by just bowing out every time you mm-hmm. you getting outplayed. And they came back, lo and behold, made a few plays. A rookie seventh-round pick, who I said would be the difference maker in the game. If he had a rough game, they were going to lose this game. And he gets a 99-yard pick six. Lo and behold, yeah. here we go. And, Sharm, I was talking to Meebang yesterday. You know, Meebang was in was with the charge. He's like, man, we got all the talent, got all the weapons. But we could just find a way to finish better. Just finish the games. We got everything we need. You got two great pass rushers, future Hall of Fame quarterback. Just find a way to finish these games because they got the talent. But the mentality got to get better. They want to win mentality that mentality got to be so much better. And Asante Samuel Jr. played a really great game, a fantastic game by all accounts. But there were two or three plays mm-hmm. where he could have made great plays, where he could have mm-hmm. made game-changing plays, and mm-hmm. he dropped them both. Mm-hmm. And those are the plays where you're like, hey, that's the hump. You mm-hmm. got to get over it. But look at the Dolphins. Tua. Hey. Like, hey, I don't want nobody to jump on Tua's bandwagon. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one that was that had two back this offseason. Everybody was bashing him. He don't got the arm strength. He's a mental midget. He don't know how to get the ball to Tyreek or Water. Look at him now. Look, Look at, at him this now. Man. Look and, at him uh, now. I'm, I'm, I'm just super happy for him. He just need for him. Hey, don't, don't, don't. People gonna start jumping on the bandwagon, happy you up, patting you on the back. Uh-uh. Nah, keep that same energy y'all had for me this offseason. And so, man, I'm super happy for him. They get that new head coach, Mike McDaniels. He spent time with Shanahan, so the man know what he's doing. So them boys just getting started over there in Miami. Okay, okay. I, I see you. I I was not on the tour bandwagon. He was throwing for 90 yards a game at some points last year. I'm, I'm not quick to just jump on that. But yeah. right now he's leading the league in passing yards uh, mm-hmm. over the first two weeks, I believe. And, you know, you got to give him credit where credit's due. Tyreek said, hey, he's the best deep ball thrower in the National Football League. And lo and behold, in that fourth quarter, bombs. Yeah. And, if, and they ain't even got the run game going like they like they usually have. You get Edmonds going, you get Mostert going, they're going to be even better. And so um, Miami, they just put together a really good team, offense and defense. And so it's going to be a, them against the Bills who, who wins that division. Well, we talking to right now, since 2011, Ken, you are fifth in the National Football League in tackles hey. behind Bob and – and Levante, who never get enough credit. Mm-hmm. Levante David never gets enough credit. And you got Keekly, you know, names yeah. like that. And then you got my boy Ken. What about the linebacker play right now in the National Football League? Tell me what you were impressed by and what you like. Mm-hmm. Hey, because I see I see a lot of three getting run. 
and I see a lot of people not picking up the over. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just, first of all, let's just start in Seattle. Let's start in Seattle with Jordan Brooks. He's a guy that Bobby's a few, you know, first ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer. You start with Jordan Brooks. He's a guy that I love, has all the physical capabilities, makes a lot of tackles. So I'm really looking forward to him having that game-changing moment, having that, well, I'm going to get a, a PBU. Well, I'm going to go, well, bless me, let me get a sack because he got all the physical tools. I need Coach Hurt to get him going more. You can't just sit there and have him just taking on blocks, you know, left and right, just doing a thing like that. And so he has the, the physical capabilities. But when you replace a Bobby, when you step in those shoes, I need you to make those game-changing plays. Yeah, you, you got to make those game-changing plays. You got to make a play. Like, mm -hmm. because right now, Cody Barton is looking like the guy. You yeah. know, Cody is sitting there looking like he learned from Kenny. <laughs> Come on <laughs> now. Look, you like ain't running no screen. <laughs> he look like the screen master. The screen and, master. Um, yeah, man. So and he's blitzing. Guys. He's making a difference. Yeah. And so, Brooks, he has, he has the tools. He has the talent. I need Coach Hurt to call his name a little more. Hey, call him. Get him going early in the game to get him started. And so, you know, first two games, you know, he's making his tackles. I need him to make those plays to really help his defense take the next step forward. There are some outstanding play callers right now. Ken, and some some really good defenses. But I don't know if they really messing with the defense we put out there, Ken. And everybody <laughs> says, they're like, what were you guys doing? And, you know, everybody was like, hey, cover three is just so easy. Like, <laughs> everybody can run that and have elite players. What do you think was the, the great differentiator between what we did and what everybody else is doing? Because the coverage mm -hmm. is the same. Because, you know, what happened, Sherman, was we did it first and people just started trying to copy it. But it wasn't, you know, Atlanta did it, Jacksonville did it. It wasn't quite the same. You just look at us, man. And, and first of all, we just had a strong, tight-knit brotherhood. Like, man, we was boys. We all loved each other. We had each other's backs. And when you turned on that tape, man, we was all on our responsibilities. And what I loved about it, my favorite game is obviously the Super Bowl. But you watch a turn, we moved like this. We was Everybody was tied on the string. And we were so connected, so dialed in, so fast. You could not mess with us for about four, five, six years. Right. And so when you talk about the greatest, you know, you got the Ravens in there, you got the, the Bears, but of this generation, it's not even close. It can't be close. It's, it's, it can't it's, be it's close. Not, it's not even conversation. It, it can't be. Like when they have the conversation, the conversation starts and you're like, well, then put the stats up. And then they can't put the stats <laughs> up. And you're like, well, put something up to make it an argument because it ain't really no numbers that's really making this argument for you, you know, mm -hmm. against what we're saying. But I think right now, man, everybody's running six and, and quarters and trying to run that too high shell. And that's why you're seeing teams kind of go back to the run game because everything happens in cycles. Yep. Everything yeah. happens in cycles. But, you know, right now, I think the best play callers are obviously Andy Reid, Shanahan. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. McVay is, is always coming up with some cool stuff, but it's in the Shanahan tree. Mm -hmm. Buffalo right now, Ken Dorsey and, and, and Dabo. Like, how is it that easy? I have no idea. It's like when I play the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs offense is probably between them and Shanahan, hands down the hardest offense I've been against. These fools, like, they like drop plays in the dirt. Like, you at the playground, hey, you do this, you do that. And, and it's wide open. Right. Which is so hard to stop him. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best, you know, take it back to when he was in Atlanta. He drew up the OVS with the running back at the backfield. I'm like, Oof. man, how did, how did you even think? <laughs> how did you even think of this, dude? <laughs> It's so, man, it's just um, the offense making it look real easy, man. But, you know, defense always win games. Man. I believe that, truly believe that defense win these games. And so we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, you know it's going defense going to win a championship. You know, right now 
some of these offensive lines are looking really suspect right now, and they're making it real easy because these are competitors. These are teams that are are, are mm-hmm. contenders. You know, Tampa Bay, really a contender, banged up offensive line. Freaking Dallas was yeah. a contender, yeah. and they, you know, now Cooper Rush played well, still banged up offensive line. Yes, yeah, Rams. Yeah, Cincinnati paid the offensive line. They they can't stop a nosebleed over there. They can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> and, and, and Lyle Callens was like, mm, you got a new bodyguard in town. You won't get touched. <laughs> Well, you need mm. to get a refund right now <laughs> yeah. because he getting touched. He getting let touched get up. Sign, let me get that signing bonus back, my boy. Right, right. Let me get <laughs> let me get a little you know what I mean, a little piece yeah. of that because right now I'd have got touched up. If I'm Burroughs, I'm sitting there. But some of it is on Burroughs. Joe Burroughs got to get the ball out. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to be cute. You're trying to to protect your your completion percentage and things like that. Let all that go. You see somebody mm-hmm. in the flat. Wide open, let the ball go there. Yep. Hey, you got a hot read, let the ball go. Stop trying to get big chunk shots all the time. You can't yep. always do that. Because you got the three receivers over there. They super talented, but you, Barrow, got to get yourself going. Because right now, you're you in a slump. You're in a slump, and, and, and defense is after you. They're saying, oh, this man holding the ball, trying to get the ball downfield. They just, just going to play high. Get the five-yard check down. Let them do their thing. And so he's in a slump right now. But I know this dude. I know his character. I know his makeup. He should get out of it. Jimmy G, Ken. Jimmy G. Like, the 49ers dealt with all this. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, and prayers up to the kid. He just got the surgery. Hope it goes really well. He's going to be healthy next season, and that's going to be another conversation for the offseason. I'm sure mm-hmm. the offseason is going to be dominated by that conversation again. Mm-hmm. But are the 49ers a better team with Jimmy G at quarterback, or do you think they would have been better, like they just got worse when Trey Lance got injured? Man, I was looking at it. Looking at Jimmy G, the whole situation bothered me. First of all, if you go have Trey Lance as your guy, if Trey Lance is your guy, you cannot have the backup quarterback behind him that's better than the starting quarterback because your teammates looking at him like, hey, coach, I know you traded up to get this man, but he's not ready. And this team is ready to win a Super Bowl right now. We don't have time to develop and groom this quarterback. We need to win. And so if he's your guy, then Jimmy G needs to be out the building. And so if, he, if Trey Lance would have been that guy for 17-plus games, I don't even think that they – I don't think they get, you know, nine, ten wins. But now that Jimmy G has entered the conversation, he's the starting guy. I think they're the second best team in the NFC West. And so they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to find a way to get to the NFC Championship. And so they're a much better team with Jimmy G at the quarterback. Who's the best team in the NFC West? Oh, it is. It's, it's Rams. Yeah, yeah, Ken, 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 you, 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 Ken. No, we're not going to go there. Ken. Well, we're not going. It's the Rams. It can't. Explain to me why it's the Rams. Because they offensive line right now, Ken. If you go by that game against the Bills, they got some issues. I mean, anytime you face Von Miller, it's going to be rough. But you just look at them. Reigning Super Bowl champs. I need them to get Allen Robinson going. I don't know what's going on with that. But teams, they going to start dialing in on Cooper Cup. Hey, we ain't going to let Cup beat us. Let's make, let's make Matthew Stafford beat us with Robinson or Higby. But if they don't get that figured out, it, it, it could get a little scary for those guys. But three Hall of Famers on defense. You got Ramsey. You got Bobby, AD. I love Floyd off the edge. So talented team. They're going to get things figured out. 11, 11 plus wins. I'm with you everywhere but the offensive line. They <laughs> Cooper Cup got 244 targets last year and still – they they couldn't get him stopped, and he led the league in every category, triple crown. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get it, they do not have Andrew Whitworth securing that left side anymore. Havistein is on the right side. Noteboom is on the left side. Neither one of the sides are secure. So it ain't like you can slide one way or the other. And mm-hmm. every team don't got Von Miller. 
Mm-hmm. But boy, are there still some dogs out there, Ken. I know, I know, I know. And McVay, he, he's a he's a mastermind. He's a guru. Hey, find a way to get this guy on, on some boots. Find a way to max protect because you got the talent with the, at the skill position. But if you don't protect Matt Stafford, you got the Niners. All you know, all these teams coming. So it could get, it could get a little scary for these guys. It could get really scary. So Ken, who is the best? Because you told me who the best play callers are. Who was probably the best running back you had gone against where you were like, man, this is going to be a long day. I got to get on my P's and Q's. And man, like, I, I tell everybody this, freaking Michael Turner. Michael Turner. I like it. I could. The man has thighs the size of watermelons. <laughs> yes. Every time I grabbed him, I just fell right off. I just feel I never felt devastated playing anybody. I never felt helpless. When I tried right. to tackle this man, I did not stand a chance. <laughs> and so the man was a beast. I thought Jamal Charles was somebody that was special. His balance was crazy. Him and Alvin Kamara had this crazy balance to where they just they just be gliding. They just right. be gliding. And so this man put about 150 yards on us when we went to uh when we went to Kansas City a few years ago. So dudes just special talents, man, and they always gave me trouble. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, they were they were tough to deal with. I remember we went to Kansas City one time and Boy, that was a long day for everybody. That was they had, Yeah, they, they got us every which way you can get got. Yeah, and yeah. They drew it up. But This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up 
upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. But man, it's a it's a crazy year right now. It's this crazy year with some of the teams. I mean, you see what happened. Like, there's so many second half collapses right now. Mm-hmm. Second half collapses. Like every week you can pretty much pin that it's going to be a second half collapse, whether it was the Titans-Giants game from the week one or even the Niners-Chicago game from week one. Then this mm-hmm. week, you got the yeah down 21 in the fourth, mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Bro, the game that got me was the freaking uh, Browns-Jets. Browns-Jets. Bro, uh, here's the situation. Nick Chubb, quote, not supposed to score, right? First of all, who is the coach that's been like, hey, coach, Tell Nick Chubb to get the first down, but slide out of bounds. Nobody. That starts with that starts with the coach, first of all. <laughs> but hey, regardless, you up 13 points under two minutes, no timeouts. How the hell you let somebody bomb the ball down and get an easy seven points with about 15 seconds? They score quick. Ken, you, you bust. And how is it gonna happen on your premier highly highest paid corner in the National Football League mm-hmm. in cover three? And then you get in the press conference later on, and the kid's like, that one wasn't on me. It's like, okay, I hear you. It looked like cover three. looked like Phoenix check. Yeah. And then you got the onside kick. They drive the ball, and they score again. That's just situational football. You practice that in OTAs. You practice that throughout the week. Just basic football that they just completely drop the ball with that one. Man, I don't like what people are saying about Chubb should have went down. Like, first off, first off, ain't nobody ever practicing that. And second off, it's not like, hey, this is going to put us up seven. And like, okay, no, this putting you up 13. It's on everybody Mm -hmm. else at that point. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not on, hey, he should have kneeled the ball. Ain't no running back built to kneel Mm -hmm. the ball while going and having Mm -hmm. a free shot to the end zone. If a coach told him, hey, Chubb, hey, this is a situation. We need you to get the first, slide down. No one told him that. Not right. His mental is, oh, I'm about to be up 14 points. Let me get in this end zone. The game is over. Hindsight is always 20-20. And nobody said about the extra point they missed either. And Listen I, I, to I, me. I ain't heard nobody say nothing about this. So completely, man, let's start from the top. It goes all the way down. The media is so funny, man. How they just choose the direct attention here. Oh, where does it really start? It starts the damn coaches. That's where it right. starts. And so you up 14 with, with two minutes left. Defense, get win the game. And then it starts with execution. Like, hold people accountable. You cannot give up a bomb of a touchdown and then after the game say, I was on somebody else. Like, yeah. I hear you. Cool. <laughs> like, But then somebody explained to me what coverage they was in. Because if yeah. it's not on Ward, then maybe Joe Woods needs to come out and say, hey, we were in here. We missed the check. We got to figure yeah. out how to correct that, how to signal or something. Because right now, it's not looking good. And that's multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. they were running Reno mm-hmm. uh, last week against the Carolina Panthers and gave up a big post mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, the corner and the safety should be double teaming the post. The other safety is outside of two. Mm-hmm. If he runs out, that safety got him. Yeah. Corner and safety, hey, double two. Hey, Sean, you know what? You know what's crazy? That, that game gave me flashbacks. You know what it gave me flashbacks of? When Cam Newton came into town. We was up nine in the fourth quarter. Oh. Cam, Cam, <laughs> hey, half the defense was playing cover two, the other half's cover three. And I'm sitting there like, how in the world and he threw it to Greg Olson. Is this man, is this man wide open? To this day, I don't even know what the right call was. What they signaled was two. Okay, and what, and what was called was probably three. Three, right. Man, I'm sitting there looking. We had the game. We was up by nine. 
We was up by like nine, ten. They they made a touchdown. I look, we up by four. I'm like, man, what the? And we looking like the bad news bears. And out we there. had all the fellas. It was it was me. It was Char- It was you, Earl Cam. We was all out there. We was there. And I'm looking. I was like, oh my god, it happens. It happens to the best of them. It does. It does. But can <laughs> it cannot happen right there. Like yeah. it don't happen too often. And they they got to find a way to make a play. And hopefully they get it corrected because this week we got them. And it's Thursday night football. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in Cleveland. Who do you have? It's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I just I just can't bet with Mitchell Trubisky right now. I just cannot. Unless they change. Unless they go to Pickett, then then I I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game. But right now Trubisky's playing too conservative. I don't know if it's the Man. play calling or if it's him. But they got three really good receivers all preseason. We're we're hearing about Pickens, Pickens, Pickens. A great draft pick. Oh my God! How did they? He's a steal where they got him. He's going to be the next great receiver. And then you look up in the game, he got one catch. This going to like, be a make or break game for Trubisky. Like, no question. Because look, you look at the last game, defense got you what? How many? They got about four picks, seven sacks. We tried, we handed you the game and they almost dropped it. Right. And so it's going to be make or break for him. The man can play, but just go, just go drop, let him hang. Just go make it happen. Right. Let, let him hang. Take some shots. You got big to play receivers. Let me see the big play receivers. You mm-hmm. played Deontay Johnson this money. Let me see his speed. Like right mm-hmm. now, that seems to be what's holding him back. And it's kind of like the 49ers situation where you're like, hey, Pickett isn't ready. But y- y'all don't have Jimmy G. Like mm-hmm. Trubisky ain't Jimmy G. For, for, mm-hmm. for all his shortcomings and what people say, his cons and things he can't do well, Jimmy G is a good quarterback in the National Football mm-hmm. League. He would get more out of this offense. And I think that's what we're, we're that's concerning because they're no. not using the talent they got. Yeah, and you, TJ Watt gets hurt. You need that extra boost from somewhere. Where's the extra boost going to come from on this team? If it's the quarterback spot, we need a spark of energy to get us going. Because Mike Tomlin, the man is man is phenomenal coach. He's a phenomenal coach. But you need that extra spark because the season is early. And you don't want to get behind the eight ball. You know, you got talent, but you're not that good to get behind the eight ball to make that comeback. And so um, we're going to see how Thursday night plays off. But it's, it's really make a break for uh, Trubisky. It really is. And Alex Highsmith had a great game week one, had three sacks, and had nothing week two. They're going to need more out of the whole D-line. Cam Hayward is going to need to step up. He's been playing freaking amazing his whole career. This mm-hmm. is one of those moments where you're like, hey, Cam Hayward, bring him home. Mm-hmm. And in the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick, he, hey, I don't care how everybody else playing. He playing like a dog. Yep. Yep. Been a dog. And so you got Miles Jack, you got Bush at linebackers, two dudes that got experience in this league. Hey man, we need we need guys to step up. We need guys to blitz. We need guys to make plays. Cause we got the talent, but until TJ gets back, dude's got to make it happen. You know, so when he comes back, he can make it happen for us. So Ken, we haven't talked about it. We rarely ever talk about it publicly for obvious reasons. But people have so many questions about the Russ situation in Seattle and what happened there. Was he getting preferential treatment? Was he getting? Treated better? How valuable was he to the team? Like, was he the best player? How was the communication? So yeah, tell me your perspective of the whole deal. Early on, early on, we talked about accountability. We talked about accountability. Accountability. That's what I said about Russ. Russ, he was young, quarterback, growing into himself. He was not held to the same accountability as the rest of us. That's just, right. that's just facts. Right. That's just facts. And so when I looked at our team, guys were upset. Like, hey, man, we just did our thing. We did this and that. You bashing the defense. I need you to at least mention his name in the team meme room. Can I can I at least get that? And so um, when you talk about accountability in the early years, no. As he grew, as he got older, Coach Carroll did do a better job in addressing things. Hey, Russ, we threw this, we threw this amount of picks. You got to get better. 
So in his early years, it was it was quiet with it. But as Russ grew, the accountability definitely improved by Coach Carroll. It had to, because like you said, early on, it was like, hey, but there wasn't enough years difference, you know, for, for the accountability thing to be like that. That's what I tell people. They're like, well, he was young. It's like, well, Kenny was a year younger than us. <laughs> like, he ain't that young, kid. It ain't no yeah. baby now. Yeah. And so when you got 52 guys being held to a certain standard, you got one guy not being held to the standard, then it's going to cause some friction no matter what. Yeah. No, And the longer you do it, the longer the friction is going to go. It is what it is. That's just human nature. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you're saying these all pros better play like all pros. And then you're like, this guy's okay. We'll, yeah, we'll and, deal with it. And I think if Coach Carroll could go back and do it, I think he would have did it. Because any man, any grown man with any substance, any man with anything to him, he wants to be held accountable. Hey, let me know what I messed up on, Coach. And so, Coach Carroll, I don't know why he did that, but I believe that if he did that, if he did do that to Russ, Russ wouldn't have any problem with, hey, hold me accountable. I messed up. I got to get better. Right, right. But at the end of the day, that's how he handled it. And then things soured there. Because at that mm -hmm. after after a while, it had to get to the point where he chose Russ or the defense. And after the 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 Super Bowl loss, he kind of made it pretty clear who he was choosing. Yeah, I mean, if I believe when you look at the general manager, what what which direction do I go? And I believe that you got to have a franchise quarterback. You got to have a franchise quarterback. And so they chose to go in this direction. They invested in them. Guys started leaving. Like, damn, guys leaving. You know, we and guys started leaving. So they put a lot on his plate. To make it happen. They put a whole lot on his plate to make it happen. I believe that's when he said, he made a comment. He said, um, you know, I feel like I don't have to put the team on my back. <laughs> you know, I feel like I don't have to put the team on my back. I feel like in his later years, I feel like Russ had more pressure and he felt more of a responsibility to do that. Right. And that's what happens when they when they made that decision. They put that pressure on it. They, hey, well, we chose the quarterback. Mm -hmm. We didn't choose the Legion of Boom. We didn't choose the, the great defense. We chose the quarterback. So now... It's on the quarterback to make this thing work. And when it didn't work, I think it was it was pressure on all sides. And then you saw yeah. the breakup. And then, and then you hear the truth from Pete for the first time, you know, after Coach, the game. Coach Carroll is funny. He is funny. I, he is funny. You went 10 years just keeping keeping everything <laughs> tight in the locker room. Let's keep it tight. As soon as this man leaves, you let it all air out. I was right. like, wow. Well, I guess you only protect the team when you own the team, kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He let the narrative out. And this is narrative that's in Seattle that, like, you know, when he came back in the building, the man got booed. People not happy with him. Like, I know for Russ, that had, that had to sting. Like, you just, oh, gave this, you just gave this city your, like, your everything. And you come back and don't get a, a, a warm welcome. When you came back, it was all good. When Bobby come back, it's going to be all good. Golden Tate came back, it's cool. But it's just this narrative, like, man, you are the villain. We don't mess with you. Good luck in Denver. It was it was tough because there was a few times Russ said some things in interviews where he was like, I just wanted to go to a city that wanted to win. And you know how Seattle say, yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's why they, that's part of the reason why they booed him. It wasn't just the breakup, Ooh. you know, the breakups happen, you know, mm -hmm. the fans understand it's a business, it's a business. But then he said some things about he him wanting to go to a city that wanted to win and things like that, kid, that Ooh, you know they know. took personal. They took the 12s, they get yeah. direct. Yeah, and I, and I look at Russ, I think Russ would even admit this as well. I believe that at the end of the day, with football, with Hall of Fame, Super Bowl, I believe that a part that Russ wishes he would have got better is just the connection with his boys, the brotherhood, the teammate. Because no matter what, if we got your back, it's all good. But I feel like he, I felt like he was so you know focused on this, focused on that. 
that he kind of missed that connection with his boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, no and question. So that's, no that's, question. Just, that's just the unfortunate part about the whole thing, man, is that, um, you know, your focus got to be on your boys first and that everything else will take care of itself. Right. And that's how that's how it was with the rest of us. That's why we're still close. That's why we still live in Seattle. That's why we still talk to this day. And that's the unfortunate part. But hopefully, hopefully he can make those connections out there in Denver and have that kind of, you know, yeah. you, you learn as you get older, you learn to, hey, what I did well, what I didn't do well. And you correct it. But <laughs> now everybody killing him about the run pass thing. And I'm like. Come on I'm, now, y'all gonna kill me for that? I'm like, Russ, I'm like, I was like, Russ, why are you screaming so loud? It's like, let them know, let them know. I'm like, bro, relax. Like, this is the NFL. I think they could tell if it's a run or pass. You know, Pop Warner, you do that at high school, cool. But um, he was like, let them know, let them know. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> I think it's one of those situations. He just wanted it so bad. You know, it was that game. You know, it was that he had to get Pete. Like you said, you said it meant a lot to Pete. Yeah, that game yeah. meant a lot to Pete. Yeah. That game was a was a defining moment for Pete. Like, you know, they can go up and down the whole season. They got players to develop. They got things to do. They got things to mm -hmm. accomplish. But for him getting that win, that was yeah. huge. So when you talk about who won the breakup between Russ and Coach Carroll, it's clearly Coach Carroll. He got, got the win. He got the city on his back. He got the former players coming to the game, raising the flag, and then the you know, city, and it's, then it's just Russ. And so hopefully Russ can just um, start from square one, build a relationship with your boys, man. It's all about the brotherhood. So people have your back when adversity does strike. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a forgiving place, though. You know, I'm sure he'll play out his career, come back to Seattle. They'll put his uh, uh, jersey in a ring of mm -hmm. honor and do all that. And the fans do cheer for him. But right now, you know what I mean? It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out yeah, there. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh. We'll see. We gonna see. That's for sure. We gonna yeah. see, kid. And, 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 and he in Denver now, man. I look at his struggles these first two weeks, bro. You got a dog at running back in Javante Williams. He averaging about five, six yards a carry. But I'm looking. He hasn't even had over twenty carries yet. Russ, you are very good. You are very good. If you get this man the ball more, you will be even better. It will open and up so much more for you. But is that is that is that on Russ or is that on Hackett? You know, that's the question that everybody's asking. Like, is that on the quarterback or is that on the play caller? Because you paid the quarterback all this money, mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta give him the ball. Man, you gotta win. You gotta win. Forget all that. The GM's like, hey, I'm tr I'm trying to win ball games. And so if you get this man, he let him get hundred yards, twenty plus carries. It'll open up stuff for Sutton. It'll open up stuff for Judy, and then you have a better chance to win these games because they're struggling right now. It's, yeah, it's they're struggling. Looking, that was a, that was a dog fight against the Houston Texans. Yes, yeah, so he should have, you know, on paper he should have won these first two games. Didn't go his way, and so I believe that they got to get back to the drama. Hey, let's get Javante Williams the ball. Let's get Bevin Gordon the ball. It'll open up so much more for me. Yeah, it would. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan has a stat like if they if they run the ball thirty times in a game, they they win the game. Like I don't know if it's like eighty percent of the time. So really? he try to always get 30, 30 runs in a game, and he knows mm -hmm. he can get a W. Yeah, you know, we had a stat, too. It was like 20 carries, 20 completions. I believe that's what we had. Your chances go way higher to win ball games. So, man, Russell know that. Man, you know the formula to winning. You know, right. go out there, yeah, go out there and get it done. Right, and, and, and the best defense is what? Hold on, hold up. It's a great this run game, Ken. Oh. Because it's, it's less time on the clock. Okay. You run the clock. <laughs> I forgot that one. I forgot that one. Yeah, I, I never forget it because I remember so many times us watching Marshawn and just chilling on the sideline like, yep. like, hey, get him, Sean. <laughs> yep, yep, go make it happen. 
You know, make it happen. Shoot, because the longer they out there, the shorter we out there. And, you exactly. know, it's, it's a lot different game when you playing defense for 24, 25 minutes versus 36 minutes. Exactly. Oh, he know the formula, man. We see how it all plays out. I appreciate you, Ken. I'll catch you yeah, on man. next time. Tell the family I said hello. I will. I will, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.